Welcome to episode 31 of the Self Care 101 podcast with your host, Pooja K. McClymont, helping people achieve their full potential with effective self care through wellbeing coaching. Thank you so much for listening today. In this episode, I want to address some of the fears surrounding the current pandemic. I've noticed that people's fears sort of go in different cycles. Sometimes they are okay, they're coping, it's fine, everybody's in the same situation. And then other times it gets really hard. And even just with my friends, I'm getting messages, you know, asking me how I am. And then when I ask how they are, there's a real fear surrounding what's going on. Now my friends, some of them are working, some of them are at home, and those that are physically working on the front line are struggling a lot more because they're obviously more so in the thick of it. And of course I can help them as much as I can help them, but I thought that maybe putting together a little podcast with some effective coaching tips might be helpful to some. I'm literally going to talk about a couple of the common fears that have been coming up and provide you with some coping mechanisms to get you through that situation. So how can we survive lockdown? Can we understand what we can control? And what's our perspective for what's happening right now? Do we have a plan of action for moving forward? There's a lot of fear in what the pandemic means to everybody's life and everybody's going to have a different experience of this pandemic. Now, you could have lost some work. You might be alone and feeling lonely. The amount of media that you're consuming and the confusion on my life in the in the media... The relationships around you might be dissipating, you might be struggling with them, they might be thriving. And essentially, I guess we're looking for ways to survive through this uncertain time. And the uncertainty for people, I guess like me, a bit of a control freak, you know, I can't control this situation. So it's really unnerving and it's really difficult to find ways of getting through. So It was important for me to put this together because I want to be able to help and in a nice little 20 minute podcast I think we can establish a few coping mechanisms for the situation at hand. So let's first of all talk about fear and what the pandemic means to your life. Now fear is, it's just such an aggressive state to be in and fear really does consume us and You know what, fear is part of the negative thought pattern. So if you're scared of contracting COVID, then you've got to start looking at the facts, okay? How realistic is it that you could contract COVID? Now, if you're in the high risk category, you are more likely to contract COVID. Okay, that's fact, I understand that. But are you putting yourself in risky situations you know because if you're not putting yourself in risky situations you've straight away reduced your chance of getting it if you aren't putting yourself in risky situations but you're still scared why are you scared what is making you so scared because perspective is very important in this situation if you're in the high risk category and you are not putting yourself at risk why are you still scared what are you scared about you've got to ask yourself those questions if you are on the front line 
And the fear is very real. People around you are passing. A friend of mine is on the front line. He works for the Tube Network. And he sent me a message a few days ago telling me that somebody who used to work at the station that we used to live nearby passed away. And it was said that he had passed away because of COVID. Now, this guy was old, older, older gentleman, and he may have quite highly likely had other underlying conditions that contributed to it. So I wasn't scared when I received my friend's message. I just went looking at the situation. He's a lot older and he probably had underlying issues and that's that. And then a few days later, you see on the news that they are also confirming the fact that most people who are passing of COVID have had underlying conditions. So for me, you see, that brings about a straight away a mindset confirmation that it was based on, or the majority is based on people with underlying conditions. Now with any death, any time, some people die just like that. And we don't know, you know, somebody can be a healthy teenager or a healthy 20 year old, a healthy 30 year old, 40 year old. But you know, we don't go to the doctor every single week, do we? And generally, if we feel okay, we're not going to the doctor to say, I feel okay, but I just want to check that there's nothing else going on. We don't do that, do we? So there are flukes in death. And it's the unfortunate cycle of life. This is what happens. So it's important when you're receiving information about deaths, especially those that are close to you, for you to rationalise the death itself. That's a really big way of reframing your fear. Because if you don't rationalise the death of somebody during this pandemic, you are actually going to fill yourself with more fear. And if you are on the front line, if you are highly vulnerable, that fear is going to create more stress. And when you stress more, I'm sure you know this, when you stress more, you weaken your immune system because your body goes into a state of almost like shock to get into that fight or flight mode. And that's not necessary. It's not necessary to go there. Try your best to reframe the situation, to reframe those thoughts, to understand what the fear actually is. A lot of the time when I ask people, what are you scared of? They can't actually pinpoint what they're scared of. It's just a number of things that are feeding into fear. And it's understanding whether this is rational fear or irrational fear. I have a client who works in a hospital. Now she is literally the front line of this pandemic, literally. And I check in with her every week, very simple, how are you doing, hun, kind of text. And she's fine. She has certain days that are more difficult than others, but she's doing her job. She's enjoying being helpful. She's enjoying that she's making a difference. She's being fulfilled, which is obviously beautiful for us to hear. But she has very real fear. And her fear is completely understandable because she's literally there where the virus is. Now, when I speak with her, at the beginning, she had a lot of fear surrounding actually getting COVID herself. 
And as the weeks have gone on, that has reduced because of the protection equipment that she's wearing and the way that she is carrying herself in the situation. So where she can't control the, the, the virus, she can't control what other people are doing, she can control herself. She's had to put some boundaries into place with patients who cough in her face, which I think is beyond disgusting. And I don't care about saying that it is. You are vile if you think it's right to cough in a, in, you know, a medical professional's face. My goodness. And she's managed to put boundaries in. She's a very soft person. You know, she's not aggressive. So for her to actually say you need to back off has been very empowering for her, but that's her taking control of the situation. She can't control where she works. She can't control what people are going to do, how they're going to behave, but she can control her reaction. She can control her boundaries. She can control her anxiety. And that's a tip that I would give to all of you. What you can control, control it. If you're a high risk category and you go to the supermarket without a mask on, without gloves on, you are creating more fear for yourself. But if you feel like, you know, you could contract the virus through touch of trolleys, etc., or people around you, then pop a mask on, darling. Pop a mask on, get some gloves, do what you need to do. If you don't have a mask, improvise, you know, everybody looks funny <laughs> at the moment when they go to the supermarket and you do have people in two camps you have those who are super scared or super vulnerable or already have the virus who are you know wearing masks they're being conscious of their surroundings and then there are others who aren't which is also fine you know that's it's you you cannot judge what other people are doing all you can do is the right thing for yourself so when you go to the supermarket, if you are scared of being around people, you've got to take the precautions necessary for yourself to protect yourself. Fear is okay right now. It is okay. But have some context with regards to your fear because you could be in a state of, say, a scale of zero to 100. And 100 is super scared. Every time I breathe, I'm going to get the virus and I'm going to die. And this is going to happen if I go to the supermarket now. That's 100. Bring it down to a 50. I'm highly susceptible to getting the virus. So what can I do to help protect myself so that I don't feel so scared when I have to do these daily tasks? If you're struggling with the loss of work, oh, this is probably such a hard position to be in. If you're somebody who has always worked right? You've always worked. And now all of a sudden your life has been turned completely upside down. You've got a global pandemic going on. You're not used to not working. Add to that you're living at home. You might be alone. You might have a partner. You might have family. Whatever your dynamic is, it's new and it's a shocker. And there's elements of getting used to it. And there's elements of staying in a state of lack of control. All of those are completely valid feelings. Every single feeling you're having right now is completely valid. And I am not doing this podcast to negate the validation of your feelings. Absolutely, you're, you are feeling everything that is very real. All I want to do with this podcast is to help you to reframe those feelings so that they don't make you unwell. And when I'm talking about being unwell, I'm talking about mentally and physically. 
Now, with regards to work, things are going to change. This pandemic will be over, okay? And I appreciate that it's going to be a phased process going back to life before pandemic, but it will happen. So right now, fearing the loss of work is something that is a very real fear, but the situation will change. The economy will come back. Now, it's not going to come back in a minute. It's not going to come back straight away when the government announces, okay, shops can open, etc. It's going to be a phased process. We understand that. So understand you getting a job is also going to be a phased process, potentially, depending on the industry that you work in. If you can't get the support from the government, if you can't get benefit support right now, and I know it's not a lot of money, but it's still something. And right now, right this minute, when we are in lockdown and we are in the thick of this pandemic, the most important thing is that you can eat. That's it. I'm telling you this very, very directly and almost aggressively. But the most important thing right now in this pandemic is that you can eat. So whether that £94 a week can pay your bills, that doesn't even matter because the government has taken steps to ensure that no one loses their homes and that bills can be put aside and even your creditors. I'm getting the emails myself, so I know this is happening. Your credit cards, your loans, your overdrafts, etc., people the banks are helping. So there are options for you. But the most important thing in all of this is that you can feed yourself and family. So straight away, that is something that you've got to understand and you've got to bring your thinking into place with this, that you can eat. Beyond that, just make sure that your CV is up to date, your LinkedIn profile is up to date. And Shop around. This time that you have right now, especially if you've lost work, is to shop around. Would you prefer to be in a more stable industry? Are you passionate about it? Because you know what? This is not the time to just, you know, turn it upside down. It's not necessarily a a time to completely change career because you're still going to have the same problems going into work if you did it if things were normal, that you don't have experience in this particular field. So don't rashly decide, I'm going to change career now because I should work in the medical industry because that's the strongest industry to be in right now. That's not realistic, okay? If you're a television producer and then you decide to, I'm going to work for the NHS, they're they're going to need transferable skills still. (laughs) So, and maybe a little bit of studying, especially if you need to earn a certain amount of money. So think it through. Don't make rash decisions. There is protection there from the government. And if the government can't protect you, it's probably because you've got savings. And if you don't have savings, there are still avenues, even if it means to defer your bills for X amount of months. All those systems are in place to protect you. So, Don't be scared without reviewing what you are able to do, okay? If you're feeling lonely during this time, there's one thing being alone and used to it, enjoying your company, you enjoy the solitude of being with self. 
you're still going to feel loneliness because we're all feeling that loneliness, that disconnection of being around people that we love, touching people, hugging people. You know, it's true. We're, we all, we're all missing that. Again, completely valid. Now, if you're feeling loneliness to the point where it is palpable and you are really in that deprivation of relationship feeling like the fact that you don't have a partner and it would be so much easier if you had a partner or if you had a family or if you had this or if you had that listen the grass is always greener okay and people in families will tell you oh I would love to be alone right now obviously because it's it's the grass is always greener sort of uh scenario but when you're feeling lonely there's a lot of there's a lot of content out there about feeling lonely that talks about the loneliness, which essentially just perpetuates the loneliness and makes it worse. I want to give you more of a practical tip. There are going to be thoughts coming up, obviously, during this time that are uncomfortable and things you don't want to deal with. And what I would highly recommend is that you actually write down these thoughts as and when they come up, write them down. The more difficult they are, the more they make you cry. Those are the ones you need to write down. And then just leave it. Just leave it for a day or two. And when you're feeling a little bit better, when you're not feeling so low, review those things that you wrote down and see how you can make changes to them. Understand that having a partner is not the answer to loneliness. You can have meaningful connections with people who are not romantically connected to you. You can, but you've got to choose to see those meaningful connections. You've got to find them. You've got to establish them. Know that you're not alone in this, actually. As much as you feel alone and you are feeling lonely, you're not actually alone in this. There are hundreds and thousands of people who are in the same situation as you. That's where you can establish meaningful connections should you choose to. It takes a lot of courage. I'm not going to lie. It's not the easiest thing to do. But it does take a lot of courage to get there. And listen, I'm here for you. I can support you through this if you really want to make a difference, if you want to feel better about this particular situation. But just do that. And when you go for your daily walk, meditate on the things that are making you feel lonely. How can you fill yourself up with the things that you're feeling lonely about? That is very important as well to measure. I just want to touch upon the media for a little bit. Now, I've been watching the news here and there, and I've noticed that apart from some of our politicians not being very articulate, there's, a, there's you know, a level of confusion in what they're communicating with us. And that's very real. So if sometimes when you're watching the news, you're like, well, I don't, but you said this, and then you've just said that, and now you're saying this, but that doesn't make sense because the stats say this, switch it off switch it off it's just they're, they're literally talking for the sake of talking they don't know what they're talking about so just switch it off you are in the safest place right now you're in your home you have got food to eat you may not have work but the work will come things will change if you have work you know you're even you're even more secure don't worry about it let them do what they need to do this is completely out of your control completely out of your control so all you can do is control yourself, your thoughts and your actions. And that is the most important thing 
I guess, from this podcast to understand. Just be aware that the media is, you know, clutching at straws, I think, to produce content relevant for the nation. And that some of the information is going to be beneficial and helpful and some of it really isn't. A lot of it isn't. And just turn it off. You need to watch the first five or ten minutes of the news, the daily briefing, and that's enough. The rest of it is speculation. The rest of it is fear-mongering. The rest of it is going to make you sick. So stop. Just don't do it. I was talking with a few friends this week about relationships and how they feel that their friendships have changed with people. And this is an understandable thing to happen because everybody is going to deal with this pandemic differently. And because everybody is going through this for the first time in their lives, it's going to have a different effect on everybody, mainly because of that reason. No one ever thought about a pandemic necessarily. So we're in it and we all have different ways of dealing with stress in general. And dealing with a pandemic in general, with various factors that affect you, everyone's going to have a different reaction. So when you're reaching out to friends and they're not responding, just give them a few days. Just give them a few days. They're probably having a rough day. It's not personal to you, unless it is. But generally right now, it's not personal to you. It's just that they don't have the space. For whatever reason, they don't have the space. And just by giving them the space, not sort of hounding them and saying, you know, haven't heard from you, haven't heard from you, is you being a friend to them. Having compassion for each other. Some people are handling this situation okay, some people aren't handling the situation okay. And to be a good friend, we need to be compassionate. It's not a case of, oh, she hasn't responded, you know who your friends are. It's not about that in this situation. It really isn't. So stop berating people in your lives for not living up to your expectation of your friendship. It's not fair. This is a pandemic. This is not normal life. You've got to give them a beat. Now, in addendum to what I've just said, there is also something very helpful to do during this reflection time that you're having. The people that you want to talk to will generally come up in your mind. You will want to talk to certain people and not others. Now that might just be a review of friendships in general. And what you're reviewing there are meaningful relationships. The people that you have meaningful relationships with. I'll give you a personal example. For me, the number of friends that I'm talking to is actually very, very small. When this pandemic started, I thought I would be contacting people every single week and I would be setting up different groups and sending messages. No, nope, didn't do that. I mean, I had my own stress in my life, so I wasn't able to do it, but I didn't do it. And as time went on and I started reflecting on who I wanted to talk to, it wasn't so much an active reflection. It was more kind of who was I naturally picking up the phone to call? And it was people where I didn't have to announce that I was phoning. Because for me, I don't mind you not announcing that you're going to phone. So for me, I wanted to talk to the people who I didn't have to announce myself to. Because for me, if I want to speak to you, it's because I'm going through something and I need you right now. So I can't, if I messaged you and said, are you free to talk? 
and then there's radio silence, that's going to hurt my feelings. So I needed friends around me that I could just pick up the phone to without warning almost. And they do the same for me, to me, if you like, for themselves. So they'll phone me whenever they want to. And that's cool. That doesn't mean that I don't like any of my other friends. It just means I'm turning to friends who are going to give me what I need in the same way that I need it. So I need a certain type of friendship right now and I'm getting it. I have that. It doesn't mean I don't like any of my other friends or that I don't value any of my other friends. Not at all. In fact, I worry about my other friends because I haven't spoken to them and I feel bad that I haven't spoken to them. But we are doing whatever we can in this situation to help ourselves. So be a little bit easier on your friendships, your family relationships, whatever it is, your your relationships in general. Have some compassion and don't just rule people out because of the way they're behaving in a pandemic. Unless, of course, they're behaving really disgusting. And then, obviously, do what you need to do, right? <laughs> but if they're not, if they're just not, coping the way you're coping give them a minute I hope those little pointers are helpful I'll probably do another podcast on this topic depending on how things develop but I really just wanted to help you with some perspective essentially some little survival tips understanding what you can control and giving you some perspective so that you can keep moving forward because we are moving forward, life is going to come back to some state of normality at some point. It's probably going to be a phased entry back, but it will be okay. You've got to trust that everything will be okay within yourself. You've got to trust that you've got the courage, the strength, the resilience for it to be okay. So with that, I wish you lots of love. And if you need any help during this time, you can book a free 30-minute call with me. We can get some clarity for you in what you're stressing about and leave that call with some direction to help you move forward. Thank you for listening to the Self-Care 101 podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would subscribe, rate and review so that other people like you can find the show. For more tips and tricks, you can follow me on the socials at Frankly Coaching or visit my website to find out more about my coaching programs and how to work with me at franklycoaching.com. Talk to you soon.